We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Megan Gower and Daniel Mattia here, coming to you live from Bridgeport. Just wrapped up the Elite Eight here, and what a game. <laughs> what a game. Hard still beat. <laughs> yeah, just an absolute thriller. I mean, instant classic. I don't think there's any other way to put it. Double overtime. UConn wins, advances to its 14th straight Final Four. NC State just barely misses making it to, the, to, to Minneapolis. Just... Yeah, I'm still struggling to find a way. It's just such a good game. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I mean, if you watched the first half and you saw the way NC State shot, you thought it would be somewhat over. But, you know, found in the site. Aaron did not give up. He looked at both of us and said, it just doesn't feel like uh, NC State's out of it. They still believe. And uh, sure enough, they did. <laughs> yeah, they believed enough. It did not one, but two overtime periods. So, yeah, just it's a classic. I mean, it started out – I felt like they were trading baskets early on, back and forth, first half, or first quarter. Coupon was up by maybe two at the end of first quarter. Sounds about right in my head, at least. Hard to remember. Um, and then you had really opened up a little bit of a lead to start of the second. They started out the second quarter on a 9-2 ride. Nico Mule checked in, which is, I mean, we've seen it throughout the season because I'm just an energy changer on the floor for UConn. And they kind of got some big stops there, hit a few baskets, super hot. But then... Dorka Juhas goes down through some injury. Yeah. Fortunate blow for the Huskies in general. It's a really tough thing. Something you never want to see happen, especially in one of these games down the stretch of the season. Um, and I mean, the players were visibly, visibly shook it up. I yeah. think most of them were in tears alongside Juhas. It's a, a tough moment, I think, in the game. You can see it, especially in you know, Westbrook's face. She was over kind of just staying with Dorka until the training staff got over. Yeah, I, I kind of have goosebumps thinking about it, but I mean, I credit to UConn after it happened, though. Obviously, it would shake up anybody, but uh, dealing with, I 
think Aliyah Edwards had three fouls early in the third quarter. Uh, Olivia Nelson or Dota had three fouls early in the third quarter. Uh, so they're dealing with foul trouble. They're, they're short because they lost Dorka. Um, Avina stepped up and played some big minutes, like, uh, you know, as, as you kind of had to go small because of the foul trouble. Um, I mean, I think you can't say enough about. I, mean, I feel like every game, every UConn game, at least that I've watched with you, Kristen Williams just gets off to like the fastest <laughs> start. Uh, it's something about me being in the gym, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I mean, she was leading all scores for the majority of that game until uh, kind of AZ Fudd went went nuts in, in the fourth, and uh, and then of course. Yeah, I feel like Kristen's contribution to this game is going to get overlooked a little bit because, like, we're going to get to, like, what Paige Becker's fit down the stretch was just incredible. But Kristen Williams came out really hot. She had nine points at the end of the first quarter. It was really setting the tone for this team, especially on offense and on the defensive end as well, to start it off and do exactly what you want to see from your senior leader kind of down the stretch of the season here. So, yeah, getting back to, uh, to how NC State started, though, uh, they got com- contributions from Kayla Jones, Jada Boyd, and then, I mean, the game that Shakia Brown-Turner had. Uh, yeah. Insane. 20 points. She hit the three. Was that at the end of the regulation or end of the first overtime? End of first overtime. End of first overtime. Hit the three to tie it with, I think there was 3.8 seconds left on the clock, so NC State was down three. That easily could have been the end of the game. Did even it wasn't really even a clean look. Like it was pretty well guarded by Fide, and she still gets it off. I think it was Paige. Oh, it was Paige. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know that Fide would let her get a good enough of a good look, but yeah, pretty still pretty well guarded. Knocks it down, sends it. You kind doesn't even get a shot off. They had we're out of timeouts. They have to go the full length of court, and it sends it to the second overtime. So huge shot from her. I mean, like I said, 20 points on the game, five assists, eight rebounds. Just an incredible game from her in general, but I feel like that shot is, like, the moment that you have to point to. Yeah, I mean, it's a credit to – I mean, I obviously we've talked about – we're going to talk about Paige a lot, yeah. but credit to Paige. And, uh, I mean, I know AZ was big in, in that double overtime too, mm-hmm. but, I mean, talk about all the momentum being on NC State's side. Uh, this is definitely the loudest arena I've ever been in in my <laughs> life. And – how quiet it got after that shot was made uh, definitely blew my mind and made you realize this was sort of a home game for Utah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the crowd was 90%, would you say, probably Utah fans? That feels about Easy. right. Yeah, I mean, it was just – the crowd was really into it, too. Shout out Mike Como, the SMY anchor that was sitting behind Utah's bench, though, because she had her section up on their feet, like, 10 nights in this game. I was watching her some as much as I was watching the game, and it was incredible. But, yeah, just, I mean, definitely a home crowd for you I guess the part of playing a bridge field bridge <laughs> there is something to be said obviously about uh Alyssa Kunane's game uh she's been so consistent all, all year and tonight she she was that one consistent force probably throughout all four quarters she may have got off to a slow start but just always having like great footwork being able to get the ball in uh instrumental in getting uh UConn's big foul trouble yeah, and she didn't have a great start to the game. And you know, credit to her for addressing this. I think Aaliyah Edwards' really physical defensive presence makes it really tough for an opponent's bigs in the lane. But she struggled to start against that physicality, but then came out in the second half, really adjusted to it, and was able to be a big force for NC State in the second half and also in the two time periods. I think is exactly what you want to see from your senior center as in this game. But then also when you're looking 
for her now that her season's over to the next level going to the WNBA, you're going to see a lot more of that physical type of pressure in the post in the WNBA. So her ability to adjust to it, I think, shows a lot about what she can do at the next level. For sure. And, I mean, if there's some glaring weaknesses, I I think you point out with UConn, the only real things to me, I mean, because it was such a good game, but – there has to be something said about the free throws oh on the stretch. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I, I think they were 13 for 14 until the fourth quarter in overtime, yeah. uh, where they ended up missing, I think, eight on the game. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, they had a chance to win it in regulation. Uh, Olivia Nelson Odota is a 69% free throw shooter, gets fouled, uh, misses both back to back. Killer for those of you who bet the other, because um, obviously there are 56 points scored in overtime, mm-hmm. mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, just mind blowing. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you have to put free throws on the stretch. I think we've seen so many upsets in this tournament fall short because teams do not hit free throws down the stretch. And UConn avoids it being what cost them their season in this game, but it very well could affect what cost them the season. <laughs> I mean, it's scary to think about. I mean, like if, if NC State just hits a, you know, another bucket in overtime and, and we go back to that point, uh, them, you know, not everybody is talking about Paige Becker, so I'm sure it was trending all over Twitter today. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but it felt like every time she got the ball um, with a sliver of space, and I, most of her shots were off the dribble, too. Um, they weren't easy. They were pull-ups, uh, coming off screens, um, but either way, all of her shots, I felt like they were going on. Yeah, I don't think we saw today the page backers that you saw last year and that you saw before her injury. The type of player you just, in those moments, it almost, like you said, you feel like you just know they're going in. It's kind of like, you know, set it made for these moments. It's just different. I think Kristen Williams actually put it best. Is what they were in overtime, what Kristen Williams said she was thinking is that we have page backers and they do. God, yeah. It's uh, the crazy amount of confidence that that lady has is is mind-blowing and you factor that in with one of the the best shooters in in the planet surrounding you maybe two of the best shooters with crystal lanes you want to throw her in too uh i mean it i i don't think you could have treated fans to a better display of of basketball today it was it was just all around uh a semi-perfect game gino said it sucks that you know two one team had to lose today because uh both teams played so fantastic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just a wire player. Excellent game. It felt like these were two Final Four games, the kind of game that you want to see in a Final Four. It happens in the Elite Eight, but um, I think that's part of the women's game getting so much better if you're going to have one more of these type of games in the Elite Eight going forward. But yeah, I mean, you just I feel like you just can't say enough about what Becker's did. She had 27 points. That's by far the most she's scored since coming back from injury. I feel like until today's game, I've kind of felt like she hasn't been at 100%. You see in flashes her being, like, Paige, the page that people have come to expect, but you haven't seen it in, like, a big stretch that she did today. And, I mean, the overtime period, especially today, it was just, like, it was the Paige Becker's takeover. Like, that, that's ultimately what decided the game. Yeah. I and mean, this had to be the most minutes she's played all season. Oh, yeah. She hit 40 or? 44. 44 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you can – probably say I mean Gino probably said she's still not a hundred percent but still um, as close as you can be you love seeing her being able to go that many minutes Uh, obviously NC State losing uh, a lot of seniors um, 
mean, I don't know how it all shakes out with COVID, but uh, obviously the program is, you know, tremendous strides from where it's been the last few years. The Westmore is building something awesome. So uh, can't say enough great things about them. I'm going to miss seeing Raina Perez, uh, like just a lightning bug all over the board. She's so fun to watch. Yeah, definitely a player you hope can get this training camp spot or something and sneak on to the WNBA roster. I don't know. I'm not up of my rest yet, so I don't know how probable that actually is. But, yeah, I mean, just a, just a really fun player to watch. But, yeah, I mean, a tough ending for them. But still, I feel like you can't say enough about what this NC State program has done over the last few years, especially with Kunain. I mean, three straight ACC championships, three straight Sweet 16. They break that and get to an Elite Eight yeah. this year. Of course, it would have been better if they made it to the Final Four. But still, a, a really phenomenal run for Kunain and the rest of their seniors. I mean – to go out like this, like, you can't ask for much more in terms of the basketball game. Definitely. Now, uh, before we end, I, you know, I do want to look ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you will be there at the final yes. four. Yes, we on a plane to Minneapolis Wednesday. Very excited. Uh, in my opinion, I guess this is, this is hard to say because you have South Carolina on the other side, mm-hmm. but, I mean, Stanford probably uh, maybe next to UConn, maybe next to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're either way. I think they're the hottest team in the country right now. Uh, haven't lost since I don't know January. Um, ran through the Pac-12, uh, ran through the Pac-12 tournament, and haven't lost yet. Obviously, in the NCAA tournament. So, how do you feel about UConn's chances against uh, this hot Stanford team? I think Stanford is a really difficult team to beat. I agree with you. I think they are the hottest team in the country right now. I think. Just what makes them I think, so unique is their size. I feel like their defense is almost like underrated in a way because they don't defend you in the way that like a South Carolina defends you or even a Utah defends you. It's not as much of like an in-your-face defense, but they just have size at every single position that allows them to be so good defensively, despite the fact I think that you know maybe they're not as intense on the defensive end as someone like South Carolina, for example. Sure. So I think that's part of it. And then also their offense is just it, – it has that kind of like – it's just pretty at times. It I is, don't think there's a better way to, way to put it. it. Yeah, yeah, like it can be just pretty. I think the – like the only weakness of the Stanford team is they're – they just still turn the ball over a lot. I saw it against Texas at 20 turnovers against Texas. And the Elite Eight, they still – like as much as Anna Wilson has evolved this season, they've – found a better answer at that point guard spot they still just don't have a natural answer at that spot which I think is if you're trying to find something that's like a weakness for the Stanford team that's it if yeah. UConn's gonna win the game they're gonna have to exploit that a ton yeah I mean I think initial reactions after watching Stanford for so many games this year especially like probably overanalyzing that Texas game um, <laughs> Anna Wilson didn't really play that much yeah. after the first quarter I think Lexi Hole and Lacey Hole probably did the majority of the ball handling I think this uh Calling out big opportunity for Nika. I mean, yeah, like, this is a perfect opportunity for her to disrupt everything. And uh, I mean, and she's got size at, at the guard spot too. So uh, I'm excited. I, I can't. It's, yeah. it's gonna be hard to, to wait till Friday. Yeah, it's gonna be a good game. I, I think it's gonna be a little battle for the time. Probably the big Stanford in that game. I haven't done like my full analysis, but. I think it's like I think it's gonna be a really tough game for UConn to win. I think losing Dorothy Uhas today also really yeah. helps UConn in the, or hurts UConn in that game because they've had this ability to rotate the post players and when you're in foul trouble you have a Dorka as an option off the bench. Losing this, and this is something Gino has said this season of why he recruited Dorka out of the transfer portal that she was gonna be kind of that difference maker between them being able to win a national championship and not. And I think it's 
as much as people maybe don't see it, that her numbers aren't that flashy. Like, it is a huge blow for this team to lose Georgia U.S. at this point in the season. Absolutely. I mean, we we saw Avina Westbrook, you know, come in and play kind of that four spot. So it's like they'll, they'll have to do that at times mm-hmm. if they get into foul trouble. Um, it's weird because there's still, you know, it's just you got to play one game. Yeah. Um, so anything can happen, but uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And I know that you are to, to see it in person. Yeah, very much looking forward to getting to Minneapolis. I think we're going to leave you with that today. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no. Um, just thankful to be at one of the best basketball games <laughs> yes. of all time. Yeah, truly a thriller. So signing off from Bridgeport, but don't worry, the podcast will be back. Me and Gabe and lots of other faces from Minneapolis this week. So stick around. There will be lots more coming. Take care. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.